Well, hello there. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to OBBM Radio Dallas. You're listening to the Offbeat Business Show, rebuilding American business influence locally, nationally, and abroad. Bringing you experienced insight for a strong, influential brand and successful life in business. Here's your host, Susan Hamilton. Where we represent you, American business, as the authentic voice of American business, recognizing who you are. 80% of American micro to small business tend to be family-owned businesses of nine employees or less. That means we're building our business while we're raising our kids, taking care of our parents. We probably have a veteran or active duty in our family or workspace, and over 30% of us have an addict in our family or workspace. Business today is very, very different for the small business owner, but we need to be empowered in this space. It's time for American business to make more money and develop a stronger influence. But hey, once you make that money, what you going to do with it to make sure that it follows the legacy that you intend to uh, to leave it? I'm excited to talk with you uh, to uh, John Shecky Jr. Thank you so much. Good to be here. John Shecky Jr., CFP, is going to talk with us a little bit about what we don't understand in this space and bring his 50 years of experience uh, all over the United States, but right here in the Dallas area. Mm -hmm. We have a a TCU graduate. Uh, Go Frogs. (laughs) And we're just so excited about the things he can share with you because this is important as you grow your business to be thinking proactively. John, what an amazing uh, conversation that we've been having. And it's just, there's, there's just a wealth of information. It's, it's a thrill to bring your son on board, Thank you so much. Uh, JJ Checky, uh, with some really great perspectives over the last five years that he's going to share with us. John, when we started our conversations, I shared with you a story about a family that I knew that uh, had been in business over 50 years. And when cancer came on the scene, uh, all of the attention went to the patriarch of the family and the family business dealing with the cancer. And a couple things happened. They let their term life expire. Really, it was just a time thing. They didn't have time to deal with that. Uh, But the second thing was, is when he passed, when the patriarch passed and the matriarch took over the, the company, where was the company license? Nobody had thought about that. And in the state of Texas, that took the, uh, the five different families down until they could get recertified. Those were some significant setbacks, and they had a lot to solve very, very quickly. They were able to do it, but you're telling me there's ways that we could have been proactive about that in that situation. For those of you who have not met Susan before this, please be sure and look her up and, and really do some research on her. She's doing fantastic work along with her husband, and we're so very thrilled to be here. Make no mistake about it. Before I went and became a trusted financial advisor 28 years ago, I spent 20 years in industry doing long-range planning for major corporations right here in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Worked with many founding families that actually started businesses right here, and it's been great fun. Got to meet some of the founders of Texas Instruments as well, and just had a great time being here. Went to TCU because TCU had more girls than boys, and I've always liked girls more than boys. They had a football team. I enjoy watching football. And for those of us who grew up in New Jersey, sorry, it was far away from New Jersey, and I'd always wanted to get as far away from New Jersey as humanly possible. (laughs) 
Now, what we try and tell our clients is there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to your careers and to your lives. So we try and point out to folks the different ages and stages. And we do part of our process after we've discovered what you want to be when you grow up, what your true values are, what's important about money to you. We then do advanced planning with you. And we have a team of experts that specialize in answering one question. And we follow them to find the best people to ask the next question as well. So we only work with specialists. But in terms of that situation, what somebody could have done and should have done was have a continuity plan. And I'll tell you most recently my experience with this. I got to see a brand new doctor, thanks to insurance changing, who is even older than I am, which is getting to be a major accomplishment since I was born in 1948. And I asked him, do you have a continuity plan? And he looked me right in the eye and said, what's that? And he's a one-man okay. shop with a couple of nurses behind it. He said he would kind of look into that. And JJ, do we find that to be an unusual situation or typical in business? Unfortunately, it's actually not a surprise for companies don't have a plan in place for something happens to the primary person who takes over, how do they handle the situation, and how can the company, and particularly the clients, continue to be taken care of. And just to let you know that I'm not an academic studying on this, in 1999, I kissed my wife of 19 years goodbye and never saw her again. She was killed in a car wreck that day. Luckily, we had done our estate plan in advance, so that was in line, and everybody wondered why we were so organized. It was because we had gone to Europe two years before that, and before I'd let my wife go to Europe, I wanted to make sure our estate plan was finished, which is typically when folks actually do their estate plan. There are two times. One, just before you have your first child, and you fly across country to show off the prize new child, and you're afraid the plane might crash, and who's going to take care of the kid in case the kid lives and you don't? And the other time is when you finally live long enough to have saved up enough money to go to Europe, highly recommend it, and see where your ancestors came from, and mine was southern Italy. But the major problem that, that folks seem to have with estate planning mm. is, if I make out this document, I'm afraid I'm going to die because everything would then be in place. It's worse if you get disabled. Let's say you get a stroke yeah, instead true. of have the good manners to die and you cannot function and lead your business. And let's say your business is mainly led by you and you don't bother to train anybody else because it's all in your head. So we make it a point to beg people to take notes and I'm sorry I didn't bring my yellow pad with me. I'm going to encourage you to take notes along the way because our objective is to help you minimize your tax bill over time to make sure that you have fun and still have money, and that's not an implied guarantee, nor should you infer a guarantee. We like people to find out what actually makes your arms move and hands move, get really excited about what you're doing, and that's what you love to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you're going, if you've gone to all the trouble mm -hmm. to be in business and to work out these d details, and you don't take care of the money end, and you haven't really decided for yourself what does success look like. Another common problem we found within business, which makes me laugh out loud, I spent lots of time doing budgets and became a certified public accountant for credibility back in 1976. Do not practice as a CPA. And at least that as my firm is, this is not a CPA firm. Happy to talk to people that just want to still be CPAs, and I've met many of them over the last 41 years having been a CPA, is to confuse cash flow with wealth. You have this wonderful flow in everything. You take money out of one pocket and put it in the other pocket, and no one knows where your profitable businesses are. And then one day I was interviewing another client for another financial advisor and said to the person who owned a business for 25 years here in Dallas, so what's your most profitable line of business? It's a sign company. They said, that's a great question. And I said, that's the wrong answer. You oh. need to actually know where the profit is. We need to know where our lost leaders are. 
We need to know where the money is actually hidden so we can concentrate on what? Oh yeah, the Pareto principle, the most successful part of our business where the money actually goes, where it takes the least amount of effort. Does that make sense? It yeah. does, and in addition to that, it not only helps in the current environment of them being more focused more time on the profitable areas, but if they're wanting to sell their business in the future, which they reference, you would need to actually know what makes the most money so the next group would know also what they want to focus on. Which makes me take a really big, sad breath in that many times folks, when they have businesses, don't keep proper records. You'll notice that most successful businesses, and one of the ones here that comes to mind immediately is Chili's. When the fellow who founded Chili's started Chili's, he totally ran it as if someday it was going to be a public company. So he had his books audited every year, properly set up, properly organized letters of incorporation so that when it came, became so successful, he can actually interest other people in investing in it. He had a clean set of books. One of our neighbors in our office building did the same darn thing. He went back to SMU, got an MBA. It was much closer than TC rather than going all the way to Fort Worth, but that's another story. And he runs his business totally clean. When he sold his business, which is like a, a one in 20 probability, most folks never live long enough to actually sell their business because the books are terrible and granddad forgot to tell anybody how to actually run the business. He sold this business, did such a nice job, they're setting him up as a venture capital firm to go find those folks that invested in his business to find him other businesses. So he's the, one of the few happy guys that sold his business because traditionally what happens when people sell their business is this. <coughs> Most of us went into business because we were dyslexic and couldn't really do all that well when it came to reading stuff, therefore had to overcompensate doing what we were doing. And some of us, with all due respect to those of you who are great employees, were the world's worst employees, <laughs> which would have been me. I thought if I finished my work by 1130 in the morning, couldn't I just go home and, and, and go be with my kids? But in terms of, of what happens within business, too often, one, they're not organized, two, we don't have procedures. JJ? Do we have procedures that you're working on on a daily basis? We definitely mm -hmm. do. When I do anything in the office that's something more than once, I'll take note of exactly how it's done, what the current process mm -hmm. is, and then file it away, usually electronically and in print in a binder so it has a good up. Uh, I'll know how to do it in the future, but I'll also be able to easily teach other people as well. And for those of you not using modern technology, it's great to videotape your procedures so that you can actually put it on YouTube, which is like today's Mr. Wizard when it comes to information. Mm -hmm. Cannot tell you how much of a fan we are of doing videos, and we've done videos for years before that was really cool, basically to have information locked in history so that we can actually go over procedures mm. over time, if that makes any sense. It does, and it's mm -hmm. one of the, the core things that we stand on here because when we're looking at how we're going to empower and encourage American business owners to build that strong, mm -hmm. influential brand, largely if we don't uh, incorporate digital marketing strategies, we have a very big problem because it's worse than not making Friday's payroll. We have the opportunity to actually lose our influence, and largely right now we have lost mm -hmm. a lot of our legislative influence, haven't yes. we? we we are considered a discarded legislative interest. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with John and JJ. Right now, we're going to hear from a few of our sponsors. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to OBBM Radio Dallas. We'll be back in just a moment. The American business economy is positioned as it has never been before. Professional videography is a core element for attracting a higher level of engagement with the people group you need for significant impact. Now is your time to shine. My name is Bill Brock, owner of White Rock Films, and I invite you to a powerful opportunity in the marketplace, an opportunity to draw excited people to your events, an opportunity to showcase your ideas on infrastructure, 
an opportunity to become known as the industry authority and enjoy the associated benefits of a strong, influential brand. Video highlights, video teaches, video puts a resistant market at ease, and video stirs the hearts and imaginations of your allies and strategic client base. White Rock Films offers full audio, video production for businesses ready to embrace the future, handling your project with professionalism, experience, and polish unheard of in the industry. My name is Bill Brock, and White Rock Films wants your business. See us online at whiterockfilms.com. Wouldn't it be great to skip mistakes that cost you time, frustration, and not throw money away? My name is Donna Merrill, founder of Business Untangled and the creator of the Making Life Less Taxing program. I find over 75% of business owners are making basic mistakes that cost them thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars every year, and they don't even realize it. With the Making Life Less Taxing program, you can avoid many of those initial mistakes business owners typically make. I'm excited to share the Making Life Less Taxing program so you can learn everything you absolutely need to know to make your business run smoother and life less taxing, giving you less stress and leaving more money in your pocket. Go now to businessuntangled.com or call us at 469-458-0447 to grab your spot in the Making Life Less Taxing program. There are only 50 of these coveted spots available and they are going quickly. So go now to businessuntangled.com and you can start enjoying the benefits of a profitable business today. American business owners, there has never been a time like now to showcase your brand as a powerful influence in our communities. Harness the power of digital content with offbeat business media. Internet radio, TV, podcasts, and magazines are the powerful antidote for negative and sensationalized mainstream media, and business owners know it. It's time to produce talk shows that engage, inform, and improve our nation through strong business while supporting a successful life in business. Production, programming, promotion, and media training. Welcome to Offbeat Business Media. Improvement starts here. And we're back. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to the Offbeat Business Show on OBBM Radio Dallas. I'm talking with John Checky Jr., CFP, and his son, JJ Checky. And we're talking about some of those financial things that we need to be thinking about to build a strong legacy in business. It's not just what we're doing right now, but everything that we're doing right now sets up those future generations to make some really uh, great uh, choices and be able to use everything you've prepared for them. That's so important on so many levels. It's interesting, JJ, that you've got a, a brand new a certification mm-hmm. that you've added to the team here because yes. there's so much experience with 50 years. Tell me what tell me what yeah. you're learning here. Yes, with definitely. Behavioral. It's a behavioral financial advisor a training recently att- or completed. It's to help people realize that their behavior, investor behavior, is actually as important, if not more important, than the actual investments themselves. That's huge. Do you have any types of things you might say along those lines to help us dig into that just a little bit deeper? A lot of it has to do with the emotions behind it. So when the market goes up, everyone gets so excited and wants to invest more. But financially, that doesn't make as much sense because now it costs more to invest in that particular product. Yes. And the opposite is also true. When something goes down rapidly, sometimes people get a little overexcited and want to sell off all their investments. Same thing. That can also lock in their losses instead of waiting for the market to recover over time. And just for fun, JJ, remind everybody how that actually benefits them, the investor. Correct. If they 
when they stay invested, if that's what's your reference, when they stay invested, actually get over the long term, they get to see the benefit of that. If they buy and sell every time it goes up and down, they miss the gains, they enjoy enjoy the losses, <laughs> and then they continue that cycle over and over and over, and their average return, typically, is actually lower than the market itself. Hmm. And comedically enough, the most successful investor that we've all heard of who sells the ability to have lunch with him on an annual basis lives up in Omaha, Nebraska. And when he buys things with his company, he wants to keep them forever. So he invests in really good companies with really good folks that are in charge of those companies that are really committed to those companies that basically have a moat around them. So we look, we are very encouraged by that philosophy since we like the idea. And when you hire your kids to work with you, you realize you're not going to lay off your kid because he has a bad day. And the same is true with your managers to make sure that we find out, like Simon Sinek is now reminding us, I noticed your performance has kind of dropped off some. What's going on with you? What's going on in your life? Because traditionally, when you, a business owner, or you, a consumer, is having a bad day, mm-hmm. it should, we, we all know this. We all know that there's something going on, whether you want to just tell us, it's just fine. Just yesterday, we were talking to a client of ours, and we said, oh, it's, it's just fine. He sounded terrible. He looked terrible. He had obviously had a cold. He excused that because he just got a flu shot. And I said, so what else is happening? Well, it turned out he lost part of the vision in his right eye from injuring an optical nerve from getting a stroke of the optic nerve because he had West Nile virus, yes. which he didn't even recognize until they did blood work and, and, and after his eyes started going bad. And now he drives an hour back and forth each day to work, works about 14 hours a day, has more than enough money to retire, just doesn't want to. And we had to put in our notes, that is, because we need to let his wife know, his children know, and his grandchildren know that, honest to God, we did cover this subject with your dad about what's going on. And it reminds me of another point in terms of family businesses. Traditionally, when dad has basically a glorified job with a couple of people helping him, which is what most small businesses are, mm-hmm. and we all work ourselves to death until one day we go to a seminar, and we go to lots of seminars on Tuesday, I'll be going to the CEG Worldwide Seminar to work with some other elite financial advisors to pick their brains for four days mm-hmm. to find out what they're doing. Our process, which we call our Simple Elegant Wealth Management Process, has been designed by folks who have done literally over 4,000 tests in the field for folks who have more than a million dollars to invest in terms of what your concerns are. And for those of us who who qualify, number one concern is to make smart decisions Mm -hmm. about our money. And number two is to make sure we're protected against, if at all humanly possible, minimizing our income tax, because I don't know anybody who loves maximizing our income tax to protect ourselves against lawsuits, and there are some techniques about that, and doctors are particularly interested in some of those problems. Way back in the 1960s, when I went to college at Texas Christian University over in Fort Worth, there had never been a malpractice lawsuit in the United States. Those days have changed dramatically. We now have more lawyers in the United States than the rest of the world combined. We only have about 8% of the population of the entire world, so that means we have at least, oh, I don't know, 13 times as many lawyers per person than any place else in the world. And that's, that is really saying something. In terms of, of the third thing that folks are worried about, it's pretty darn typical. As you get older, sometimes you get to see the doctor more often. And we're all kind of sort of concerned about what's, what are the costs. 
There are a number of seminars on this subject. Many of you have gotten invited to free dinners. We get these all the time since I'm almost 70. My wife is 65, although she's going to shoot me for saying that out loud in (laughs) public. But we get invited to all kinds of workshops to tell us about the horrors of what happens when you get older. And I'll tell you one real story, actually two real stories. I have a 96-year-old client who we finally did some legacy planning with showed her a picture of a fire hydrant just spewing water on her grand, great-grandchildren to say, if, if we don't do this legacy planning properly, that's basically what your great-grandchildren are going to face because they have no experience accumulating money and they'll have no trouble spending it as fast as they humanly can. And they probably get some, some professional help to help them spend it even faster. So how do you protect against that? We call that advanced planning. But third thing in terms of healthcare costs, an awful lot of people are worried to death about health care, and that's big news everywhere you go in terms of who's writing a report on one subject or another. This mm-hmm. particular example, which may or may not be applicable to yours, that particular client went to the hospital, had a bill of $135,000. She was horrified. And this lady has more than a couple of million dollars invested with us because she has no skill whatsoever, and I didn't mean whatsoever, of spending money. She just They didn't teach her that part when she grew up in Sicily or accumulated money down in Beaumont. So I asked, what was your part of the $135,000? She said $1,350, because Medicare paid the rest. And I said, do you have like a supplemental whatever to go with that? She has a free PPO, Preferred Provider Organization, which is free, and still her cost only $1,350. So that may just be the boogeyman in the closet or the ghost that hid under our beds. When we were, so that may not apply to you. But at any rate, always ask whenever you're getting insurance, what's your maximum out-of-pocket? I'll tell you a horror story on that. Small business guy, sure he was smarter than anybody else on earth, never paid a dime for advice from anybody, said, and didn't want to give me his tax returns when I was doing his financial plan. I said, you will have to turn over your tax returns, otherwise we can't work together. That's a trust issue. He bought himself some insurance. It was much cheaper than anybody else wanted because it had no cap. When his wife needed a um, heart operation, which cost a quarter of a million dollars, his part was $50,000. For ours, in terms of the cap, I believe the most I can spend out of pocket is $5,000. And again, it's a free PPO policy. We do not sell those. We actually refer that business to a fellow that actually specializes in that. And again, we don't kid around. We say we find people who think that's actually interesting. And they specialize in that, and they give workshops in that. And after we've listened to them for about three years in a row, because I'm as, as suspicious as anybody you've ever met in your life, having done five years of litigative support on criminal tax cases and security cases, and most of our clients are very, very, very analytical, and most of them are engineers, and engineers will ask you more questions than God yes. even thought of. And then eventually we get to it, and then we'll talk to their husband or wife and say, do they have trouble making a decision? And they'll just laugh and say, yes, they just cannot get enough information. For small business people, the biggest question that we always get in is this. I can make more money investing in my small business than I can investing with you. And I couldn't agree with you more. If you cannot be more profitable doing what you're doing every day than investing with us, you need to find another business to go into. Mm -hmm. However, someday you're going to be older. Do you want to be sicker and broker? Or do you want to have some money off to the side that can actually work as hard for you as you've worked for it all those years. Mm. And, and your husband or wife or non-partner was actually with you, sure wishes you were building some ships off to the side in many cases. Now, most folks, although I've talked to a couple of people who are looking forward to dying in their chair on their last day in the office, 
And we've had any number of people that do that. Not one of my goals in life. I love what I do. I'm just as enthusiastic as I've ever been doing it. But in this, this um, New Year's Eve, my wife and I are catching a cruise. Again, she's going to not want me to say that out loud, but we have people patrolling our house. So if you want to come meet the people that are guarding our house when we're out of town, you're welcome. But we're going to take a cruise and be out of town on New Year's Eve just to truly celebrate and enjoy it because traditionally we have thrown a party every single year for years. And my wife keeps waiting for people to invite us over and we hardly ever see that. So most people are good at either throwing parties or starting businesses, but not very good at knowing other people that do that. Which, well, is, another, which is another great thing that Susan does. I just wanted to, to recap on a couple of highlights that I heard out of you that I think are, are fascinating and, and very, very important. Number one, you realize as you've grown a very successful business and become very knowledgeable in this space, you are the subject matter expert in this space. Uh, hands down. But you've done it because you applied yourself to that continuing education. A lot of times in the small van, a small family business space, we're not doing that as we should. And it's, it's obvious from our conversations that it's in more than just one area. While you are going to conferences about this particular mm-hmm. thing, picking brains of people who have been in this space first, mm-hmm. you also obviously are understanding how, uh, how to grow leaders within your company, uh, mm-hmm. understanding the sales process, understanding the marketing process, and you're staying uh, up to date on current information that's out there, current uh, uh, personalities that mm-hmm. are out there saying the types of things that you're learning from. It, it's very, very important for us to continue with that in our own businesses if we're going to grow. Large corporations that do that all the time. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a great HR company is making sure people understand the ethics in a company, make sure it's all written down. The next thing I would say would be is the processes. Mm-hmm. How huge is that? To make sure that it's systematized, that not only do you yes. know that you're doing something the exact same way each time, but that you can hand that off mm-hmm. and make sure it's being done well according to spec, mm-hmm. according to those processes. Don't think that that is enough to just speak that into your family mm-hmm. business. Make sure you're actually documenting those mm-hmm. processes. That is so so important. I'd also like to ask you all for y'all's help. We are doing some research in two specific <laughs> niches. One, technical folks, particularly baby boomers who are technical folks who own technical companies in terms of the problems that y'all face. And two, we unfortunately worked with any number of widows and widowers and, and was a widower, in my case, at only 51 years of age. We've met an awful lot of younger widows and widowers are doing some additional research about widows and widowers and what we actually face. So we'd love for you to contact us at our office or through Susan so we can interview you ever so briefly in terms of what the challenges are in terms of widowhood or widowerhood. And we found a very disturbing trend and that is an awful lot of guys are waking up and being widowers because their wives have worked themselves to death and predeceased them. And hardly any guy is prepared for that in advance. Mm, that's wise, wise words, Mr. Jackie. Oh, my goodness. Uh, before we, we leave, uh, this has just been such a wealth of information. And uh, John's right. Make sure that you have written this stuff down. And if you haven't, come back to this video over and over again. Share it with your friends. This couldn't be more important. But you started talking about trends, and that's where I was headed. Because, uh, JJ, you've seen a few things over the last five years that... Uh, I think we need to talk about. Will you share with our audience some of the things you were sharing with us earlier? Yes, definitely. Some of the the common concerns with clients are they don't want to be older and broke. A wife frequently turns to the husband and says, essentially, what's going to happen to me if something happens to you? I don't want to be under the bridge with no money type responses. Uh, But other things that we cover literally is just every day when I'm retired, 
how do how do I access money? Something as simple as I know I have an investment, but how do I actually live day to day? How do I pay my bills essentially? Because they're used to a steady income during working years. Now, how does that how does that happen? Well, of course, we answer those in depth with our clients and talk through the, the things. But for the most part, they just want to know that a plan is in place. They've actually the money and the time they spent saving, investing, planning, and preparing for their retirement. They now get to enjoy those years of retirement. Many like to travel, um, hiking, cruises, I mean, all over the place. Hawaii's been come up numerous times. Um, Alaskan trips. Just people enjoy getting to go out, enjoy all the work that they've put in. And after they're retired, is that just to set it and forget it, or do we actually review that with them on a regular basis? Yes, I'm glad that you pointed that out. We definitely continue to meet with our clients on an ongoing basis, whether that be phone calls, uh, emails, but more importantly, face-to-face, because we want to actually see how they're doing, see how health-wise they're actually enjoying whether we need to encourage them, which sounds funny, encourage them to actually go take a vacation since they've saved up and have the opportunity to actually go do it, mm-hmm. not just maybe one day, but actually take steps to actually enjoy their, their, the time with their family, whether that's grandkids or spouse, and, and actually getting out there and doing something with. This underscores the following. Financial advisors, when I first started out, seemed to think that you, the investing public and business owner, wanted to die with as much money in your accounts as humanly possible. And the last time I looked, there's not been a single client in the 41 years I was a CPA and the 28 years I have been a certified financial person who ever said that to me. Most folks would actually like to enjoy their money and we have to convince them and give them permission to. It's really okay, honest to God <laughs> yes. to go someplace that you've always dreamed of doing. And when you finally have won the proverbial bet and we've done all the calculations uh-huh. and we have... Even on our telephones, we have an application in terms of how to recheck it. We have one client who's constantly rechecking his financial plan. And by the way, I'm the other one that's constantly checking mine, too, and both on the phone. Because we check several different processes and several different systems that are not related Mm -hmm. to make sure we don't get stuck in a black box. Because there are any number of programs that are actually put together just to encourage you to buy whatever it is they're trying to encourage you to buy. And be very aware of that so your suspicions and distrust are well-funded. But anyway, go do the stuff you enjoy doing. Once you've won the bat and finally gotten to do the things that they told you you would never be able to do when you were in high school, you can finally go scuba diving in fun places if you're me and love to scuba dive. You can go do the lovely things that JJ does, and your favorite hobby is? I do rock climbing and bouldering I particularly enjoy. So literally this week I went, I take my kids, built some stuff in my own house, um, things I really enjoy. Excellent. And JJ actually has a little ninja course in his backyard that his children, who are ages five, seven, and nine, play on on a regular basis. Yes, definitely. Awesome. So check his website and go take a look at that. It's really quite something. Oh, friends, it's time for your money to start working for you, don't you think? It's time to really dream big and think big because if we don't have that vision in our head and in our heart and then align ourselves with people that can help us realize that vision it's not going to happen just because we had a great idea mm-hmm. it's all those steps in, in place that cause those things to happen friends i want to encourage you to reach out to john j checky jr cfp and i hope that this conversation made you really comfortable because this is a big scary area for so many people and we're not asking the right questions so i want to encourage you that this is a family business that gets it and they want to understand you and have that conversation and help you take all the, the scary little nuances just out of it and 
get some of this stuff done. So we're building right, we're building legacy, and we're actually enjoying that future that uh, we're envisioning. Mm -hmm. and, and even help you paint those goals. There might be some things you haven't considered. You're gonna find all of the checky information underneath this video and alongside this podcast. And on top of that, uh, before we started this interview, uh, John Checky Jr. offered to make sure he made access to, excuse me, these PDFs that are going to be wonderful for you to help you really think through your money. And tell us a little bit about these PDFs that you're going to give our audience. We have what we call the Simple Elegant Wealth Management Process. And it's not just our little brainchild. We actually did some research with CEG Worldwide, which hired a, a labyrinth of different researchers to go research this over the last 10 years. And we've incorporated that and we got it through our compliance department too to make sure it was okay to show people in general because <laughs> we're very big on that. Yeah. And, and we have learned how to properly phrase things to make sure that one, there are no implied guarantees. Mm -hmm. Two, that you can even infer an implied guarantee. Really, we're just going to equip you with some ideas and monitor the process along the way of your progress. First, we have a discovery meeting where we ask literally 17, actually 78 questions, starting with what's important about money to you. Started by our friend out in California, Bill Brackrack, who literally put that together and it was augmented in, by John Bowen to kind of make it more, more even interesting. Then we, we actually go through a program to address your risk tolerance. And there's a simpler version for folks that are in a big hurry, and there's the analytical version that goes on for a day and a half, it would seem like, but it's really just about twice as long as the shorter version. Then we compare that to your portfolios to see, are you in balance? And it's flabbergasting to me how many little old ladies have said to me, and you have to be at least 75 to be a little old lady for those of you wondering, how did this happen to you? Because they'll have portfolios that make absolutely no sense to them, and they'll say, well, he came over, this guy with a beautiful suit, and he brought me some wonderful chocolates and he was so nice that I just did whatever he said. And I said, okay, we'll wear nice suits, we'll bring your chocolate, but we'll actually be a little more honest with you when it comes to the recommendations. And, and that, I wish that was a joke, except it's a true story and everybody shall go nameless in terms of how silly that was. And then we sit down and actually evaluate it and then make some recommendations and see if maybe, maybe the guy or gal that was working with you or is working with you is doing a great job. If they are, congratulations, well done. If not, we'll make some other recommendations. And if there's a fit where we like you, you like us, and you can actually be coached, maybe we can help you. And the be coached is a very big deal yes. because if all you want to do is what you've always done, oh. we can't help you. That Oh, oh, can I high five you yeah. on that? <laughs> We got to change that. Uh, so I'm really excited. Can you tell to share all this information with you? Get on top of this stuff. Get download your information and share this with your friends. Friends, you've been watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to the Offbeat Business Show on OBBM Radio Dallas. We've been talking with John Shecky Jr. CFP and his son JJ, and all of that information you'll find uh, alongside of this audio and video. We are so excited to share it with you. Hey, friends, let's rebuild American business influence locally, nationally, and abroad. Securities are offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisor services offered through Securities America Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. You've been listening to the Offbeat Business Show. Find our lineup, podcast, magazine, event calendar, and sponsor information, even our membership directory, all available on the Offbeat Business app or at offbeatbusiness.com. 
Download the Offbeat Business app today. Your clients should be using social media, but they're hesitant. All they see is time and energy wasted and the very real opportunity to be chewed up and spit out due to differences of opinion and competitors who have been in social long enough to look successful. Introducing Buzz.Tools, the easiest social media aggregator for your client base ever designed. Add content easily within communities and groups to encourage them to participate in community, not just shout in the dark. Use gamification techniques to stimulate engagement and watch your numbers soar. Small business owners understand they need social media. They just don't understand how participating actually extends their reach or makes them money. Your clients should all be raving fans, but they don't know how to make social work for their brand. Go to buzz.tools and leverage a community approach to social media that amplifies your entire network. That's buzz.tools, serving small business ease of use social media tools that work. Buzz.tools. Buzz.tools works with offbeat business alliance communities across the USA.